Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to today's show, as I said. And here in Los Angeles, we're having a rainy day, and perhaps where you are on the East Coast, you're you're full of snow. But either way, it's a, it's, it's a privilege to have you join us, join me each week. And I'd like to just tell you that my special guest today is Officer Ken Liu from the LAPD. And I'd like to welcome you to the show today, Ken. Hello, Marsha. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it, it's a pleasure. And it, it's really funny how, how people get connected. I think you and I ran into each other at a community event several years ago, and, and here we are those years later, and, and you're on my show. And I want, I want our people that are listening to know that you are the founder and CEO of Badge of Heart. And we're going to be talking a lot about your organization, your nonprofit, and, and the focus of what you're doing with your fellow officers, how you're making a, a difference in our community. And I, and I thank you, Ken, for, for your service. What I think would be great to know, I really like, I'd like to get to know you. I feel like I should have that song playing in the background. So could you just share with us a little bit? Really, you know I got the mamas and the papas. Um, I, would love, I would love for you to share a little bit about your background um, with our listeners, if you wouldn't mind. Yes. Uh, well, um, I am, uh, I've been a Los Angeles police officer for about uh, 29 years. I uh, started back in 1990, and uh, actually before that, I was actually a reserve officer for about a year and a half, starting in 1989. So I've been with the department for about nearly 30 years, if you uh, if you include the reserve uh, corps. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's uh, it's been a long journey. Uh, it's a great journey, great ride, and um, it's something that I always wanted to do since I was 10 years old, believe it or not. And so really. Um, yeah, 10 years old, and uh, I'm living a dream, how should I say? People always say, hey, you know, do you, uh, uh, you know, how, how is it being a, an LAPD officer? I say, you know what, it's, uh, it's, it's great, I'm living a dream, but I'm, I'm really blessed to be able to do something that I really want to do, and so I'm, I'm very fortunate. What, what, I'm so interested to know this. At 10 years old, what was it about being a police officer that made you think, I'd like to do this when I'm an adult? I think two things happened. Uh, number one, um, uh, you know, we you know, grew up in Los, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles. Um, actually, I grew up in Inglewood and Los Angeles. And uh, living at home in in, uh, in in Westchester, you know, we were my my uh, my family. Uh, we were actually victims uh, twice of a, a burglary. And so uh, at 10 years old, you know, our house got burglarized, and um, and uh, the police came over and, and took the report. And I t- just just remember that hey, here's two uh, uniform officers in my house, 
giants. You know, I'm you know I'm 10 years mm-hmm. old, short little kid, and I look up at these mm-hmm. two big guys, and I'm like, wow, you know, here's two guys in a uniform. You know, they both have bald heads and mustaches and look really tough. And I'm like, you know what? And they were they were really, you know, you, you could tell they were authoritative. And I really, you know, mm-hmm. what I really remember was that those two officers were very, very nice, treated my family with utmost respect. And um, and from then on, I wanted to be an LAPD officer. And as, even after 10 years old, you see all these, you know, police shows on TV here and there. And it's definitely Adam-12 was the mm-hmm. inspiration. Yeah, we all know Adam-12 back in the days. Um, mm-hmm. So those two factors um, really made me want to be a police officer for L.A. You know, you mentioned Westchester, and um, I've been doing um, my radio show for quite some time now, almost four years, and I also live in Westchester. And frankly, the part of Westchester that I grew up in, Ken, was Manchester Square. So Inglewood was really very, very close to that part of Westchester. And I believe that you and I are both alumni of Westchester High School as well, aren't we? Yes. Uh, yeah, Westchester High School uh, is the high school mm-hmm. that I went to. Uh, I went yes, to, actually I went to, yeah, and um, grew up in Inglewood. My, the reason why I said I grew up in Inglewood is because my, 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 my uh, parents had a uh, business in Inglewood, and I went to mm. elementary school in Inglewood called La Tierra Elementary School. Oh yeah, I and, know that. Uh, yeah, and I think now it's like some kind of magnet school. Um, Huge, from then yeah. on, I went to yeah. From then on, I went to Overwrite Junior High School, mm-hmm. and uh, from Overwrite, I went to Westchester High School. So I am definitely a local breed in the you area, are, as you would say. You are you are a local product, and Ken, just just as a side, because we're really not. This is really we're not reminiscing, but I just have to mention that. Um, Besides, I'm myself also going to Westchester High. My kids went to Westchester High. My kids went to Orville Wright and to Westchester High. And I think there's just something about community. For me, I've lived here my entire life. Um, And I think that a sense of community, whether it's the brotherhood of, of being a police officer, which is a community, working at the YMCA for me was absolutely a community. Where I live is a community. And it's, it's sort of the basis of my show, conversations plus connections equals community. And what's your story just naturally follows after that. So I, I, I appreciate knowing the fact that we have some similar background. And I think it's really interesting how you had that first, your first connection with police officers was so, was so um, favorable even though it was under not great circumstances. So within the LAPD, you know, I know how large of a, of a system that is. What are some of the areas that you've worked in? Where have you worked? Um, well, you know, I started in the Academy in 1990. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the Academy is six months uh, back then. Um, and then after the Academy, I was assigned to Newton Station, over there in South mm-hmm. LA, um, and this, it was a really rough area. Um, it's something that uh, I requested uh, at that time. Um, uh, but, but you know, so Newton Division was actually the first uh, assignment that I was uh, I was uh, assigned to. Did that for about a mm-hmm. year. Uh, learned a great deal amount of uh, police work, fast pace. Uh, 
uh, instilled the, the work ethic because uh, uh, you didn't have a choice back then. It was either you get up and go, and, and that was it. If you don't go, you're not going to survive. Um, after about a year in Newton Station, I was assigned to uh, 77th Division, which is one division south of Newton Division. Uh, the police station is over there by 76 and Broadway. Um, it's south mm-hmm. um, South LA. Really rough neighborhood. Uh, you know, did that for about 1992 to 94. Uh, learned a lot. Um, you know, at that time, that area had about uh, 187 homicides one year, and that just that just Whoa. that division alone exactly was really really busy. Uh, a lot of gang violence back then. Um, a lot of issues back then. Um, so I did that about two years, two and a half years. And after that, I was, uh, I was uh, assigned to uh, Operation South Bureau Crash, uh, which is the, the gang unit uh, for South Bureau, which consists of uh, uh, several divisions, uh, Southwest, 77th, uh, Southeast, and, uh, and the Harbor Station. So I did that for about four and a half years, from 94 to 98, uh, closer, closer to about 99. And after that, uh, I was uh, needed some uh, needed some administrative skills. You know, for about the first eight years, I had nothing but field work, so I knew that I was lacking a little bit of administrative skills. So I ended up being a working background investigator for the city of LA. A background investigator is a is a unit um, that we uh, we do background checks on candidates that want to become police officers. So. Hmm. Um, and so that I did about two, two and a half years. My goodness, Marsha, that assignment was hard. <laughs> really? A lot of paperwork. Yeah, cases, cases, cases. You know, and and every month we get about ten to twelve cases uh, a month, and uh, these are folks that want to be police officers. And you know, the background investigation is uh, is is um, it's it's very very important because you know that's where we really get the notes out the 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 nooks and crannies of the individual. Um, entire life, and so I did that about two and a half years. Great job, great experience, but a lot of work. Um, after that, um, I ended up working Central Division uh, for about 11 years. Uh, that's over there in downtown Los Angeles, uh, consisting of uh, City Hall, uh, Skid Row, which all we know Skid Row, um, mm-hmm. Olvera Street, Chinatown, the Fashion District, and the West Side, which now houses the, the Staples Centers and all the beautiful lofts there are up there right now. So did that about 11 mm-hmm. years, and then after that, uh, uh, assigned to Pacific uh, Division. Uh, oh. That's where I'm at for yeah. That's where I'm at for the last seven years. Um, so okay. uh, I got there about 2011, and now it's 2019. So I'm approaching eight years this year in Pacific. Mm-hmm. So ironically, I'm back to the area where I grew up. Right, you made a circle. So, yeah. Yes. I made a circle. <laughs> I made a circle, you sure and did. Uh, you... yeah. So I'm thinking, hey, you know, maybe it might be a calling, you know, so uh, I'm happy. Um, yeah, I'm happy considering where I used to work out in the past. Um, mm-hmm. this, maybe it might be fitting that, you know, I might finish off my career here in Pacific. You know, um, for those of us that are that are familiar with the areas that you've talked about, you're talking about some really serious um, policing, police work. And... Um, you've seen a lot, more than any of us could probably ever imagine in our entire lives. And then you did something that a lot of people don't do. You got an idea, but you took it to fruition. You you made yeah. your idea happen. And yeah. I would like to spend 
our time now really talking about this incredible nonprofit that you started back in 2014 called Badge of Heart, helping yeah. families that are most vulnerable. So let's let's really spend our time now, Ken, talking about this organization and and tell me a little bit about why did you start this nonprofit? Um, yeah, thank you, Marsha. Um, yeah, Badge of Heart. Um, something that started late in 2014 with just an idea. It was just an idea. How I started was, you know, I've been a police officer for a lot of, for a long time, and um, you know, and I've been inside probably thousands of homes. Um, you know, I see a lot of good, a lot of bad. Um, so when people call the police, it's usually for something that they need. It's never usually a good situation. So um, for, but, um, but, you know, here, you know, back in, you know, 2014, you know, I was thinking, hey, you know what, uh, you know, I've been a police officer for, I don't know, at that time, maybe 20, 25 years. And, you know, I wanted to do something to, to get back to the community. And, you know, I, you know, I think of other ways and other things and, and, but this one's always stuck to my mind for many years before that, but I just never had pretty much the, the time or the, maybe the guts to even do it. So at that time, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. I have an idea. So the idea came from, you know, as a police officer, especially in downtown L.A., you know, in, uh, in, in the Central Division, you know, going to these homes, uh, you see all these homeless people. And, and you know, I go to these people's homes and, and, you know, as a police officer, and I see a lot of things, you know, a lot of things that most majority of folks out here don't see. Um, you know, people that you go inside, the, the homes are not in, you know, 100% or even 50% in, in shape. Uh, there's really any food in the refrigerator. Uh, clothes is uh, very, uh, very, you know, old. And the kids are running around that um, that just don't have much to eat. And a lot of times when I see things like that, you know, year after year, you know, I ask these parents, you know, you know what's going on, and how many times do kids eat? You know, and, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of times that these parents tell me that these their kids only eat one time a day, and that's at school, and they don't really have much food to eat that much. Um, so that you know that 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 uh, kind of stuck in my mind you know, for 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 many years, you know, and I just it just brought me back to a time when you know I was growing up, uh, my father had two jobs. Um, you know, he was an immigrant, and uh, he, you know, I didn't really see him that much. Uh, he, you know, he goes to work uh, day and night, and the only time I get to see him is when he comes home late at night for about maybe, you know, comes home at 11 o'clock, and I have a school night, and, and I only spend mm-hmm. time with him for like 10, you know, 10, 15 minutes just to say hello, give him a kiss, and I go to bed. And when I, when I as, as now as a police officer, and I see these kids going through the exact same thing what I went through, you know, it, it 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 you know it it uh, it hits you hard. It really does hit you hard. And I know right. not, I know many people can't relate to that, but but I relate to that. So so I had a I had a I had a passion. I had a goal and I had a passion. Hey, look, whenever I go, you know, I want to start a nonprofit. Meaning that if if I ever want to go, if I go into a house and I see something like that, I want to be able to do something about it. And and I started with just me, you know. I so mm-hmm. so as time goes on, um, I, you know, I go to these people's homes. I see that, and and don't get me wrong, not every home is like that. It, you know, only about mm-hmm. every ten homes I go to, you may only get one, maybe. And so, but that one is one. And so I would go in there and and, and help out. And and at first, you know, it was it was a really small nonprofit, and um, 
And, um, you know, it's interesting that I started in 2014 is because right after I got my approval from the IRS, my services went, my services started immediately, you know. Right after I got my approval from the IRS, there was a house fire just a, a block or two away from Pacific Station uh, three days before mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah, three days before Christmas where the entire family of five lost everything in the home, including their, their pet uh, prize birds that church in the mm-hmm. fire and yeah two of the officers have to go in they have to knock the door down go inside save the family uh from you know from from death and so i heard about it and uh, i had a nonprofit that just that just got approved and so i made some few phone calls got the family on the news and we raised money for that family and there you go badger heart started and uh and then and that's how that's how other people knew about Badger Heart. It wasn't very fast at first, but you know, it slowly began to grow. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, so I let other officers know, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. If you ever come across families that um, that you see that that might need some 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 help, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I encourage the officers to get involved. But if they can't get involved because of certain you know financial reasons. If if we can provide the resources to help this family, please by all means let me know, and I'll try my best to help them out. Uh, so that's been working well so far. Um, wow. So, yeah, and so it's how, uh, it's growing. Yeah. Mhm. How did uh, you? I think I kind of have an idea about this, but how did you come up with the name initially, Badge of Heart? Marsha, I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. I think I think the man upstairs just just gave me easy path um you know uh, wow. let's let's let me back up a little bit you know to, to, from from sure. what i heard um to get approval from the irs for nonprofit, uh, my my tax cpa tells me that it can take anywhere between nine months to a year if everything goes right i got approved in, in 30 days Whoa. and that was yeah 30 days and that was like wow i never heard of so that and and in the meantime um, Badger Heart, I don't know. Uh, it just I was just sitting there. I had to come up with a name, right? I had to come up with a name to get to get uh, the na- uh, the the tax ID. I said, you know what? I wear a badge. We as police officers, we have a heart because we care about the community. We care about people. So badge of heart. It was very simple. It was a no brainer. It was, an, and you know, I really like physically what your logo looks like. Um, you you've really described it well because you have that heart in the center of that badge, and right. and it really I can see where that is a no brainer. And how lucky that you were to um, not have to wait. And and when I wanted to ask you a little bit when when you when you were familiar with some of these really poor living conditions and hungry children, which I know just pulled at your heartstrings. Were you there because they perhaps were a victim of a crime? Is that what brought you into their home that you got to even meet them to start with? What was, how did how did you get into their? How did you meet them initially? You know, it's uh, not 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 really because of that. Um, I don't know, you know, and and mm-hmm. you know things. Some you know, there are a lot of. It's hard to explain. There there are many situations where. I asked myself, why did I come across this family, and 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 uh, and why, you know, how and why, and and you know, it's not it's not one of those things they they need help and they call. I mean, when they call the police for for service, 
you know, it's not, you know, we have a lot of, you know, officers out there, you know, and it's not, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not always the one that's responding. And so, uh, like I said, um, there are times when, like I said, we, we, you know, we go to 10, 20 homes and there's not, everything is fine, but you know, you always get that one, one family or two families that, that, you know, you see and, and it bothers me and, uh, and, and I like to step up and, and try to help them as best I can. And, and you know, uh-huh. we're, you know, the families I pick are very picky. I'm not, you know, just because, you know, you don't have this doesn't mean I'm going to go out there and help you. You know, you have mm-hmm. to have some kind of, you know, I have to have some kind of, you know, ga- of guidelines or some kind of values. And, you know, I do talk to the parents. I do talk to the moms. You know, a lot of sometimes they're single moms um, that, mm-hmm. you know, either single because of divorce or single because of um or they're they're not with their spouses, or because of domestic violence. Domestic violence is a, is, a, is a big problem in this in this in, in everywhere, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I do talk to uh, the parents a lot, and uh, and and like I could say like an interview type of thing, and you know if they happen to be in and out of jail or go to jail, then you know no, I'm not going to help you, you know, and because uh, you know you you didn't put, you know you didn't put yourself in a situation where you can stay out of trouble and help your family. You know, the reason why your family's this way is because you're in jail. You know, so I'm mm-hmm. not gonna you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna help you with that. But if you're a hard working family that that, you know, you're working two jobs, uh, day in, day out and try to you know, try to do the best you can but still need a helping hand, that's where I come in and help you. But like again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're in and out of jail I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna help you. It, I and I I can see that because it 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 keeps in in alignment with what it is you're trying to do and I really really like your um, mission statement it, with your permission I would just like to read it to our listeners um, off your website and it's partnering with the community to help police officers sponsor families in need victims of crime or financial hardship. And it also mentions that you have helped over 2,400 families since 2015. Congratulations. I I truly, I bet you that if we were to just have a total call-in show where all all that happened on this show would be these families that are calling in to say, thank you. Thank you, Officer Lou, and and the other officers. Your your I like your website. Your website has great pictures. It's very easy to find for those of you listening. It really is just badgeofheart.org, and your home information is there. Your history is there. Um, what kinds of um, help you could expect from the community, and I, I just think it's just phenomenal. So. When you when you look at some of the families over all these years that you've helped, um, who who do they represent? Are they are they all over the city? Are they in certain just certain locations? Who are they that you've helped? Um, in the beginning, uh, it was mostly uh, Pacific uh, Division because I'm a local charity. Um, small charity, um, and I can't um, I can't announce it too much because you know we didn't have the resources to help. Um, as mm-hmm. the years gone by, um, as the words gone out, you know I have have officers throughout the city contact me um, asking for our service and our help. Um, you know, and majority of the time, uh, out of 
probably out of ten out of ten requests, I'll probably approve about maybe seven or eight of them. And it's not mm-hmm. one of those things where, uh, you know, you, you know, it's just there's there's you know there's there's thoughts that go behind it. You know, I got to talk to my team about it and um, and uh, to see you know what the situation is. You know, I, I ask a lot of questions. It's not one of those things where you just call me up and I say, hey, look, it's a yes. There are some a lot of questions that are involved, and in I like to meet the family if all possible because. You know, Marsha, it's, it's, um, it's, it might sound weird, but when an officer calls me and talks to me about this um, this family, I have to feel it. You know, I don't know. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird to say it, but I have to really feel it. And um, mm-hmm. and uh, if there's kids involved, um, that's, that's one thing. If, if there's no kids involved, it's another thing. But I have to feel it. And if I feel it and if I get really into it, then... Then, uh, then we'll, you know, we'll we'll take the next, you know, we'll go to the next uh, course of action. But if uh, if there's something that's not right there, um, then you know, I like to meet the family and kind of kind of see what's going on uh, mm-hmm. with it. And and because you know, telling me about this family over the phone is one thing, but actually going there and and seeing things firsthand and kind of meeting them, it's 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 totally different. And um, and so uh, that's how I base it on sometimes. Well, that makes sense. You mentioned a team. So, as a nonprofit, do you do you have a board, or who is does, is your team made up of other officers or community volunteers? Who makes up your team? Um, well, in the beginning, it was a team of one, me. <laughs> as time goes on, yeah, I know, right? One's a lovely number, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, you know, family members were were involved because uh, uh, you know they, you know, my family's the only one know about it. But then as as mm-hmm. uh, as 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 months go on, um, I I started pulling some people. So uh, my team members are uh, my my vice president. Her name is uh, Officer Gutierrez, and she works at a harbor division. And my other team member is uh, Officer. Uh, uh, Benitez, and she works out of North Hollywood Division. Uh, so those those are police officers. Um, I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, I I, I kind of want to keep them manageable. Uh, as we yes. grow, we we also we will definitely uh, increase the board. But uh, I noticed that uh, sometimes more is not better. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. I like to keep it nice and simple so we can kind of focus mm-hmm. on what's important is helping families. I don't want to have to worry about babysitting and then not worry up and not forgetting about what's what's the, what's the core of our business uh we also have a financial um uh, person that does our our, our bookkeeping and, and taxes uh but we have so uh, i want to talk about our uh, advisory board our advisory board is, is uh, great folks um uh so far i have about maybe i don't know about seven or eight advisory board members and they're consistent they're not police officers they're actually um, business owners and community members that Love them to de- love them to death. They have great input, mm-hmm. um, and um, and uh, and they you know they they you know it's one of those things where I have an idea and uh, a suggestion. I give them a call and say, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And uh, and uh, if they say uh, they say no, I respect that. And uh, if they say yes, let's go for it. And uh, they'll do everything they can to help us succeed what we're we're trying to do. That's that's terrific. You you really you really can't have the impact when you're working by yourself. And I imagine by having the two police officers you mentioned along with your advisory board, they become your ears and your window as well 
to yeah. to get out there and make a difference. And I'd like to hear about some of your activities because you you've raised some money, and I'd like to hear about your um, annual annual ride that you had, um, where you where you um, really raised quite a bit of money. Can you can you tell me about that? Yeah, um, last September thirtieth, uh, we. Um, uh, one of my advisory uh, board members uh, from the Wilshire Law Firm, Bobby Sadian, he uh, he's uh, a motorcycle attorney, and uh, his team reached out to me and said, "Hey Ken, we think about doing a motorcycle ride." I'm like, "That's great, but I don't ride. <laughs> you know, I don't mm-hmm. ride. I don't know anything about bikes." He says, "Let's do a motorcycle ride, and let's let's give it a try, and let's uh, let's uh, ride on behalf a of a, a first responder that." That uh, got killed in the line of duty. I said, okay. So we so uh, so we decided to honor um, the Long Beach uh, fire captain uh, Dave Rosa uh, that was killed in the line of duty uh, last year when he responded to an yeah. apartment fire and he he was shot and killed by the person who set the fire. So oh, you know, so that. we had yeah, so we had the motorcycle ride. Um, you know, not going going into it, I didn't know. What to expect because uh, I have no experience in this motorcycle ride. But uh, he he uh, provided a couple of team members and, and my team. We got together, worked uh, diligently for the last uh, probably about four or five months uh, leading it, uh, up to the event. And you know we did social media outreach. We did uh, flyers. We did everything we can to try to promote the ride. And uh, we were blessed to have uh, 300 riders come out and support uh, our cause. Um, nice. For a first, yeah, for a first annual ride for having 300 riders, that's uh, remarkable. And so mm-hmm. we, uh, yeah, so um, our sponsor from the Walsh Law Firm uh, sponsored the event, and we were, uh, and we were blessed and, uh, and and able to provide a check for seven thousand dollars to the family, or actually to the widow of uh, Dave Rosa, which we presented uh, a few weeks later, and uh, very emotional. Um, we're very proud of what we did, and so um, so hopefully that be uh, that was the making of our uh, annual ride. Nice, yeah. I, I think that says a lot. I mean, and, and uh, Officer Rosa wasn't even part of Los Angeles; he was part of um, a whole different um, police department. But yet, no, you guys not a police department. He's not a police officer. He was a fireman. Yeah, oh, that's a right. Fireman, I'm, I'm sorry, you're right. He was a fireman. Yeah. That's right. He was a fireman. fireman. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, I want to get I want to I want to have a ride where we can actually get police and fire together for a cause. Oh yeah, and uh, and that that that's what we accomplish, and uh, very proud of that. Uh, you know I don't you know it's uh, it's uh, I don't I don't recall you know I don't I don't ride bikes, but uh, it was it was it was mm-hmm. nice to see you know it was nice to see the blue and red together riding down uh, for a cause. It was great. You bet. Yeah. Um, is it just ironic, or do I have the information sort of wrong planted in my head? Did you also raise that same amount of money um, for Jordan High School? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jordan High School. Um, what a what a great moment that was. Um, uh, last year, um, you know, we're we're uh, you know business as usual, and I get a phone call from a commanding officer um, out of West Bureau. I said, hey, look, you know, we have. I said, can you, first of all, you call me. I said, Ken, I got a situation here. I said, hey, what's going on? He said, well, we have a bunch of high school kids in Jordan High School 
South and Southeast Division, South LA, that um, that uh, that want to go to the prom but can't go to the prom because uh, for something happened regarding money-wise. So I guess mm-hmm. they booked a uh, they booked a venue at a Billmore Hotel in downtown LA where they were maybe promised one price but ended up being another price. And mm. these kids, well, about 70 of them, are now out of luck and going to their senior prom. And these kids are great kids, great grades, the good grades. And they they have, you know, unfortunately, they live in a very low-income area, low-income area in a neighborhood, which their family can barely put enough food in the, in, in the table, let alone pay for the prom. So he says, what can you do? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it, I don't know. So uh, I said, mm-hmm. let me uh, let me uh, make some let me make some phone calls. Um, a day later, I gave him a call back with the help of our sponsor, uh, Wilshire Law Firm, uh, along with ourselves. Uh, we decided to uh, go ahead with it and provided a check for seven thousand dollars to cover the entire senior class of Jordan High School to go to their prom uh, at the Billmore Hotel. Um, wow! And, yeah, and uh, it was it was nice. Can you, you know, Ken? I'm, I'm thinking about some of these experiences, and I'm, I'm trying to integrate them into my thoughts. And I'm thinking about that ten-year-old little boy that had two police officers, two big guys, come into his home because their home had been burglarized, and it made such an impact on you that you thought someday I'm going to be just like them. And I can't help but think that of this, what, what? How many kids did you say? Seventy. 70 kids 70. in the senior class? Correct. That Correct. So of these 70 seniors that were able to go to their, their prom that may not have been able to have that experience, I wonder who you have provided that inspiration, whether it's a male or a female, because back in the old days, you know, girls didn't go into, the, into that profession, but they certainly do now. I wonder if down the road, somebody's going to get back in touch with you and say, Officer Lou, I want you to know what that meant to me. And now I'm thinking about being a police officer myself. You know, it's it's so possible that you've inspired somebody just because of the generosity of Badge of Heart. It's just it's really you know, something. You probably don't yeah. think about it. Uh, you know what? But I bet it's I, true. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I did, Marsha? You know what I did with them? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I met with all 70 kids, of course, and, uh, and I had a mm-hmm. talk with them. I had a roundtable talk with them. I said, look, I said, what I did is what I did. I said, but I, I, but I, had, uh, but I said, look, kids, I said, promise me one thing, each and every single one of you. Don't think of me as a police officer in uniform giving me this thing. I said, I want you to promise me that you remember this day. I want when you go to the prom. I, rem- mm-hmm. I want you to remember that day. So later in life, when you grow up and have a, a you know a, a job or, or whatever, I want you to remember this moment. And if the opportunity arises, I want you to pay it forward to someone else. Oh. That's what I want you to do. That's so. Yeah. That is, you know, that is that is so beautiful and. Um, Badge of heart. I mean, I feel like I'm like, you know, about to pledge allegiance to the flag. My hand has just gone right over my heart, Ken, because it's it's genuine. You are authentic. What you believe and how you structure your life is the life that 
That's what you walk. You walk your talk. That's why people want to associate. That's why people want to be around you. That's why you have this advisory board. Los Angeles is such a big community, and we see victims of crime or just I, I work with a, a homeless I work with a homeless organization, and I also work with my local Rotary. And I think that there are so many people that are so willing to help. And I know you would never turn down a donation or never turn down the opportunity for somebody to do what you're doing. And and perhaps the other inspiration, Ken, is that maybe someone that is listening in another state, um, wherever they're living, are thinking, whoa, if, if Officer Lou can do that, maybe that's something we ought to consider where we're living because people need help. Times are tough right now. People are struggling. And how beautiful would it be if just by listening to this show today, you have inspired either someone to join you in your own organization, Ken, or someone that lives somewhere else decides that they would like to do something similar. And they can simply go to your website, and I know that you would be happy to um, provide them information if that's um, something they'd like to do. So in September, you did the prom thing. But you did something in the the next month in, in thank, at Thanksgiving. What did you do that month? What what was that cause about? Yeah, um, November uh, last year. It's actually our fourth annual. Uh, I can't believe that four years four years already. Time flies. Four year a fourth mm-hmm. year anniversary uh, of our uh, Tista season Thanksgiving turkey giveaway. Something I came up with four years ago um, that I wanted not only individual families helping. But I wanted to help a large amount of people at one time. And uh, so I came up with uh, an idea uh, to pass out Thanksgiving dinners to families in need in our area. Um, So uh, I'm saying to myself, okay, I can't cook. (laughs) I can't Mm -hmm. cater. So Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to provide a Thanksgiving dinner uh, to to you know families, but at that you know the first year, Marshall, I didn't know how many families I was going to do, so I came up with a number. The number was 500. I said, "Oh my goodness!" So I, I challenged myself. Yeah, I challenged myself. I'm going to pass out 500 turkey dinners to families in need. And so I went to the officers that I work with, and I said, "Hey, this is what I want to do." They looked at me like, "Boy, you are crazy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you are nuts. Uh, how are you going to find 500 families?" I said, I'll find them. So I turned around and walked away, and I said to myself, how in the heck am I going to find 500 families? You know, it's hard. So yeah. so I'm sitting around, and I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? I said, okay, perfect, I have an idea. So what I did was I went to about a dozen local elementary schools where I work at. I went to each mm-hmm. one of these schools in person, introduced myself, who I am, what my nonprofit is all about, and I said, I need your help. I said, I know that, I know that you, as a school, have a list of at-risk kids, at-risk families that you cater to or you, you, you educate. I said, I want you to provide a list. Tell me how many people that you have. I will give you a voucher for each one of the kids and their families to receive a free Thanksgiving dinner. So I partner about 12 different schools, maybe 13, and I went to uh, 
two local churches that also has, you know, these lists. Mm -hmm. And voila, first year we passed out 500 turkey dinners. And um, wow. so we partnered with the schools. And, uh, and, uh, and that's been uh, very successful for the past four years. I'm curious to know, Ken, so you had these vouchers. Did you work with a, a local market where they could just take the voucher to Rouse or Vons or someplace like that and get all that they needed? How did that work? No. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I'm hoping these markets will, somebody who has some kind of association with these markets that, that is listening. Um, I reached mm -hmm. out to uh, local uh, markets for help. Not one of them wanted mm -hmm. to help me. Not one. Oh, they said boy. no. Not, um, they didn't even return my phone call. Um, wow. Here I am as a police officer trying to do something for the community, which their market is part of in the community, but they didn't want to help. Mm -hmm. And uh, they pretty much said, mm -hmm. pretty much pound sand. So um, mm -hmm. what I did was that um, I contacted Smart and Final. Um, mm -hmm. And I said, hey, look, this is, why, this is who I am, what I want to do. Uh, they're the ones who actually listen to me. They're the ones that ask me, okay, what do you need? So they didn't give us any um, any free turkeys, but they gave us a great price point to buy these turkeys. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, it's 500 turkeys times this times that comes out to a lot of money. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, where am I going to get all this money from? So I just did the old school fashion way. I went door to door, business businesses, trying to say, hey, Door, knock on doors, say, hey, I need money. I need money. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. And I was blessed. I was blessed to able to uh, to have uh, businesses uh, sponsor my events uh, the first year. And these same businesses uh, continue to sponsor me for four years in a row. Oh, that's great. Isn't yeah. That must really warm your heart. Um, that, that That's just that's fabulous. I I, I, I'm kind of left um, speechless with some of the things and your determination and your perseverance and your kindness I mean you know it, it's just it's phenomenal and then then what did you do you turned around and you did something right away with for Christmas as well right yeah yeah you know um, after uh <laughs> Yeah, after uh, this past November, after a turkey event, uh, I said, oh, I need a break. I'll be honest with you. I need a break. It was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I said, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, we don't usually do anything for Christmas because there are a lot of, lot of you know, a lot of organizations, a lot of things, you know, people give out for Christmas, toys, and what have you. Mm -hmm. And I usually, I used to stay quiet for Christmas. Uh, but this year, um, I had an opportunity to work with our, uh, our police uh, union league. Uh, they they came up with a, 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 a program uh, called Blue Christmas. Uh, I guess this is their second year in a row, where they have officers um, uh, from every division try to sponsor a family or two, uh, let them know so they can go out there and pass out toys to these families. I'm like okay, so we happened um, to to they reached out and uh, and I provided uh, four families to them. Um, to uh, for toys. Uh, these are families that we have helped in the past already, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, so we um, so we uh, decided to um, to to kind of um, uh, spoil them a little bit more by giving them toys for Christmas. And so you know, I, I hopefully the, our relationship uh, there will will continue because I think that um, 
uh, you know, here we are for, for, for Christmas. You know, the, our league uh, goes in these, uh, I think it was like 50 homes throughout the city, giving them toys and so have you. But at the end of the day, I think these families continue, you know, at the end of the day, they, they, they still need food and they still need clothes behind their back. So okay. I think in the future, we're going to continue working with them, hopefully, and see after Christmas, we can do follow-ups and continue helping those mm-hmm. families with, you know, with, you know, maybe gift cards for food, gift cards for clothes, and uh, and uh, I think it's a win-win for for all of us. I agree. How how has the community responded to your organization? I can only imagine they must just be so happy. Uh, yeah, um, that's that's the the that's the the core of our uh, our uh, mission is to try to to mm-hmm. educate. Uh, the public educate the community where where I work at. Say, hey, look, um, this is what we're trying to do. Please, you know, let's work together. You know, I'm always about teamwork. Mm-hmm. I played sports all my life. I'm always about teamwork. You know, one man cannot uh, cannot do it alone. So I will. I always welcome the community to to step forward and let's do something together. You know, let's. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of folks out there. I have a lot of folks that come up to me and say, hey, you know, I can. You know, I donate my money to to you know. A, B, and C, but I don't know where the money's going to. I really don't. You know, I'm mm-hmm. writing a check. I don't know where the money's going to, but but with you, you have these events. You invited us to. I invite all my donors to my events. Hey, this is where your money's going. You know, I want them mm-hmm. to see. And and mm-hmm. um, and if we help a family, uh, if there's a if there's a direct individual or businesses that donate the money to help, you know, these families, I send them a picture. Hey, this this is this is the family that you help. You know, this is the family that you help. I want them to get a, a, yeah, yeah, I want them to, yeah, I want I want them to get connected, you know, with the families Mm -hmm. that they that they help. So, um, so I I I do encourage uh, uh, the community to 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 partner with us and, uh, but uh, the the community has been has been great so far. The businesses have been great so far. Um, Do I need more? Absolutely, I need more. You know, and because there's always people out there that needs help. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not here. To, I'm not here to save the world, but but if uh, if if um, if the if the opportunity um, I don't want to say opportunity if the situation comes that we need to help, I would like to be able to help immediately and not having to 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 have any delays and start you know reaching out and everything. So um, right. so it's, it's been it's been good. And have you found that the police officers that you have come to know are are also so interested and willing to join you in this effort yeah they that's uh, absolutely i mean they uh they mm-hmm. i get asked every day every day um where i work at how's it going how's badger heart mm-hmm. doing um mm-hmm. uh you know how's it going you know what do you need or 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 um just just in general um but uh, sure. i've been i've been blessed i've been uh the the, the reception has been has been welcome well, I'm, I'm I'm looking at your um, website, Ken, while we're speaking, and you actually have a very comprehensive wish list for those people that are listening, whether it's a gift card or everything from the markets to Uber, you know, um, and and as well as just items, things that I I know myself, um, flashlights, socks. Things that maybe you wouldn't have thought about. It's like, wow, yeah, I could imagine somebody wanting a coat or a sweater or some shoes. But I never really thought about the fact that, yes, flashlights, batteries, 
socks. It's cold right now. You know, um, it's been wet now. I mean, we're not going to have rain forever. But, you know, children, and, and, you know, honestly, we're having a pretty serious issue in Los Angeles right now regarding our schools. But we're, that's a topic for not today. Um, but the fact is, is there are people that live in conditions where a lot of people live in a very small contained area. And, and sometimes people want to be generous and help, but they just don't know how. And your wish list makes that very, very easy um, for people to do, to, to, to donate. What, what do you see as sort of your short-term and your long-term goals for, for, for Badge of Heart? Um, short-term goal is continue doing what we're doing. Um, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change a thing because whatever we're doing so far, it's working. Um, you Mm -hmm. know, know, I get, I get asked all the time, Hey, well, you know, why don't you try this, try that? You know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm the kind of guy I like to keep things simple, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say I'm too old for changes, you know, but uh, I like to keep things simple. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't want to complicate things, you know. Whatever's working, like, you know how the saying goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. So the short term right. goes to continue what we're doing and to to continue to to uh, uh, do outreach, uh, continue to educate mm-hmm. the officers, continue to educate the public what we're doing. Uh, the long-term goal is to expand. Uh, I know that um, you know right now we're focusing on uh, LAPD. Uh, we've been approached by other uh, departments uh, for assistance. Uh, unfortunately, I have to turn down some of them because we were just not in the position to go out that far. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we did. We know we did. I did experiment a little bit. Uh, I well, not a little bit. I experimented once uh, helping a, a sheriff deputy uh, recently. Um, uh, for Thanksgiving, which uh, was was very was very it was very, it worked it was very good so uh, um, so for long term goal I uh, will continue working with LAPD or oh, not LAPD but our department and also the city of Los Angeles but also want to maybe expand to uh, Orange County as well because uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think I have about maybe to be honest I think I have about maybe two more years of police work and then I'm, I might retire. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then when I reti- then when I retire, then I will again fiercely, relentlessly go out there and uh, promote uh, Badge Heart in other counties as well. So. Oh, that's 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 idea. wonderful. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. Are you looking? Are you actively looking for team members to be with you or part of your advisory board or anything like that? How how is that going for you? Yeah, you know, on the team members, um, well, I'm just looking for good people. You know, people, I'm looking for someone that's um, that's kind of like me, type A personality. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Someone that go well, out that that that's uh, you know, I, I need someone that that can kind of go out there and, and let let businesses know, hey, this is who we are. Pretty much like a sales rep, I guess. You know, and hey, sure. this is who we are. Um, you know, donations and stuff like that, and. Uh, um, trying to educate the public who we are. Um, I gotta be, you know, uh, real careful with that because um, you know, sometimes uh, some uh, the person that goes out there, you know, I gotta make sure that uh, they don't represent us incorrectly, you know. So Correct. I'm really, yes. so I'm really, I'm really picky about that. I have have others people come up to me and say, hey, you know, we want to help you. We want to go out there and raise money for you. But then all of a sudden they give the wrong speech, 
you know. Oh boy. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's, 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 that's an issue too. So part of that's my fault. Second part, part, part is sometimes um, uh, you know, finding people is, is is difficult. Good people is difficult, but. Mm-hmm. I am looking for uh, someone that can go out there and reach out to businesses to uh, for uh, donations uh, because the more we have, the more we can help. And uh, and uh, you know, and and um, I think uh, I think the opportunity for us to to grow is uh, is is definitely there. I just need I just need uh, I just need a little helping hand. You know what what occurs to me as you're saying this is, as I mentioned, I'm I've joined. Um, a local rotary here but I'm also a member of the Chamber of Commerce and I would guess that wherever you could get speaking engagements and be in front of a group of people especially business owners um, would be an ideal location whether it's the LAX Coastal which is the, um, the, the chamber that I belong to but there are chambers all over you know that you could also be belong to or I mean I would think that if you haven't spoke to chambers of commerce, that that would have you have you been in front of the chamber of commerces at all? Yeah, I'm actually a member as well, the LA Coastal Chamber. Yeah, oh, I'm you, a member of the. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, well, why did I and, not uh, pay attention to that? Oh, I guess I, I <laughs> okay. maybe I just haven't seen you. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm a, so I'm yeah, a new there are a lot of great. Okay, but there are a lot of great um, members that um, belong to LA Coastal and. Christina Davis. It's really funny, Ken. I don't know if you know this, but um, she's the the cha- she's the chamber president. Um, she went to school with my kids. She and I worked together at the Westchester Y. Um, we our association goes back very far. I even knew her mother way back in the day when we had small toddlers. So I mean, that's the beauty, and I think that that's what happens is in in a lot of communities when you start recognizing how we start all knowing one another, then that makes it even more of a connection. It's like, gosh, have you heard what Ken Liu is doing? We need to get behind this and see what we can do to to help. Or, or you get in front of maybe the scouts, maybe an Eagle Scout or somebody that that is looking to to um, get their Eagle badge or a Girl Scout looking to get her gold badge and and seeing how they can work with you. Because, you know, a lot of feet on the ground is, is obviously to your advantage. And, and sometimes, just like how you heard about Jordan High School, sometimes you need the, the, the ears to say, look at, um, here's a family that's really suffering. And maybe there's something that we can do to just bring. Our Rotary just provided so many things mattresses and lamps and just things that people were just in dire need for you know it's just when you have a lot you you want you feel like you want to give a lot you know i i just at least i feel that way and it sounds to me like that you have such a such a giving giving spirit as and you know you think about police officers and you have this sort of they're hard and they're strong and they're they have no emotions and they're you know, they're fighting, you know, you have that sort of, that, you know, that fist in your hand. And then your fist isn't a fist. Your fist is wide open, isn't it? It's wide open. It, it's just, it's just, yeah. it's fabulous. It's, it really is. So when you're not 
doing? Because you're still a police officer besides running your organization. How right. you mentioned that you like sports and things like that. Um, how do you balance? What do you do when you're not working? What do you What do you like to do to sort of decompress yourself? You know, uh, great question. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up and I say to myself. How do I, how? Anyway, but, you know, before Badger Heart, I, I took up golf, believe it or not. Can you believe that? Oh. I took up golf. Yeah, I took up golf. I never played a part. I took up the sport about five, six years ago, and I fell in love with it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Mm. And then, yeah, and then I played. I wasn't very good at it at the beginning, of course, because, uh, you know, golf is a very difficult sport to play. Uh, but right. when I started Badger Heart, um, my, my golf game kind of took it to a backseat a little bit. And uh, I start dedicating my 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 life towards uh, Badger Heart and, and my full time job. So uh, with that being said, you know, putting eighty ninety hours a week uh, with both uh, both things, I didn't really have time to do a whole lot of stuff. So I put a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I put I sacrificed a lot of personal likes um, uh, to decide to to go out there and try to help folks that need to be helped. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so um, do I want to get back into golf? Yeah, I do, and hopefully, you know, as uh, maybe in time, I'll get back into it. But, um, mm-hmm. but as of now, um, um, how do I balance it? That's your question. Maybe I didn't ask your question. Huh? <laughs> how do I balance <laughs> it? I don't know. I do yoga. I do yoga. Can you believe that? I do yoga. I was just gonna, you know yeah. something? I was going to ask you if perhaps you did any kind of meditation or yoga, and. And and if you do yoga, then my guess is you understand a great deal about deep breathing and how to sort of settle your body down. So I'm learning how really vital yoga can be to a lot of people. You mentioned you're a type A. I'm a type A. Um, you know, a healthy diet is probably pretty important. You still need to yeah. stay fit. You still yeah. need to be able to, at any given moment, be able yeah. to run and to and to respond yeah. quickly, yeah. and yeah. Um, so I I think that it's terrific that you do yoga. You probably don't do it as often as you'd like, but even if you do, you do some meditation at home. Is that part of maybe your your I, routine? I, to do? Yeah, I, I am spiritual, believe it or not, and uh, mm-hmm. um, but uh, no, I so besides. That. Yeah, besides doing the, the Bikram yoga, that's the hot yoga for 90 minutes. Uh, I try to right. do that like once, once a week, twice a week. But meditation, you know, I like, what I like to do is I, I like to sit by myself, listen to some nice music, and just think. Just think, just meditate, and just kind of like come back down to earth a little bit and try to, you know, mm-hmm. focus about a lot of things. I, I do a lot of deep thinking and uh and uh, call me crazy or not, I don't know, but uh, that's it's it's something that I I enjoy, something that uh, it works for me, and uh, and uh, the music is a very important part of my life. I'm not talking about crazy music; I'm talking about maybe some soft, nice classical type of music, and uh, it really gets mm-hmm. me going. Yeah, it gets me going. I think that's great. And when you do your deep thinking, because I I I am too, are you able to, in the process of doing that, capture those thoughts? And remember yes. them to get them yes. to paper. Yes, yeah. I do my. You do. Yeah, I don't. I don't write anything on paper. Believe it or not, I just. It's, everything is in my head, and when I come, when I'm in my deep thought, and uh, and um, I come up with some idea. I come up with my, my best ideas are are those moments, and uh, and when I have and those you can ideas, pull them back. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. God. Yes. Yeah. That see that that's 
that's really good. I mean, those intentions and those good thoughts and the fact that you can think about them, feel them, and then pull them back out of your of your mind when you're when you're ready to get them on paper. I don't know if you realize how fortunate you are to do that, and maybe that's just my level of deep thinking just isn't deep enough perhaps, and maybe that's the difference because sometimes I feel like I lose those thoughts or I'm afraid I'll lose those thoughts, and so I tend to want to write them down so that I, I don't lose them. But, um, you know, I, I just think what you're doing is so marvelous. I think that our paths will continue to cross. I think that this story is incredibly inspiring. I do want to really remind people once, once again, badgeofheart.org. It's a very easy um, website to visit, see the history, see how people can contact you, can. And and to just thank you. I mean, really. And and I want I want people to know that um, I have the privilege every week, Ken, of um, having people do what it is they love. And and it doesn't change when next week you will not be on my show. And next week I'm having these these two people that I met when I was in Florida at the beginning of. Um, December and one man's name is Keith Wilkins and the lady's name is Melissa Dollard and they are from the Seaside Seabird Sanctuary on the Gulf Coast and it's a non-profit organization dedicated to the rescue treatment and rehabilitation of sick, injured and orphaned wild birds with the goal of releasing them back into the wild I was in heaven there were pelicans, there were vultures, there were owls, there were all kinds of birds at this place because I did visit it. And those folks will be my guests next week because really my show is a variety. My show really is about what's your story. You don't have to live in my next door. You don't have to live next door to me and be in the same chamber I'm in like Ken and I. You can be anywhere in the country and have a story that you'd like to share. And I'm very easy to reach. Um, Marsha at born to talk radio show dot com is my is my email, and I'd like to also encourage people to follow my website, which is born to talk radio show dot com. The podcasts are there. You know they make things so easy today. We all have this technology. Whether you have an iPhone and you just go to the podcast icon and just type in born to talk radio show and subscribe, or you have an Android and you just go into Google Play and you do the same thing, look for podcasts, Born to Talk Radio Show, and subscribe. And then each week you'll have the opportunity to hear what people are doing and how our humanity, how much we are alike. We all want the same things. We all have passions. Maybe it's not the identical passion. When people are doing good, I think that that's what we need to hear about. I wish there was just a TV station or a radio station called Here's the Good News. You know, maybe that's, maybe I should write a blog about Here's the Good News. I think I just gave myself an idea because there is a lot of good news. Now, you see, if, i got to tell you, if I don't write down Here's the Good News, I can pretty much be sure I'll forget it. Um, 
but I just want to say thank you so much for for being a part of this show today, for helping me start my new year out so well. This is the second show of the year, and I just I look forward to running into you, and I look forward to connecting you to people that I know as well, Ken. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you very much. It really has been. Thank you very much. Thank you okay, for having okay. me. My pleasure. And so until next week when we when we talk about the, the re- rehabilitation of source, shorebirds, easy for me to say, be safe out there, everybody. Take good care. Love your neighbors. And join me again next week on the Born to Talk radio show.